number one regret people have on their dying bed is that they didn't go for the things they wanted to do. They didn't, not that they didn't achieve what they wanted to achieve or accomplish things, but that they didn't even try. That they sat in fear and allowed fear to stop them from living the life they really wanted to live. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I refused to let that be me. I refused to be on my dying bed in my last hours of living, not reflecting on the people who were in the room with me, not reflecting on a juicy life that I lived, but really focused on the regrets I had about not following through on the things I wanted to try. And the question that I asked myself was, how can I be more, um, be more focused and be more intentional about creating a life that I want to live? Like, what can I do with what I have now? You know, what is stopping me from living the life I want to live and doing things I want to do? And it's me. I look for permission to do what I want to do. I look for someone to to kind of give me the nod of approval to be like, yes, you should do this. You should totally, you know, this is a totally good idea. And sometimes people don't reinforce that idea or reinforce the idea that my idea is good. And so it stops me from doing what I want to do. Or... You know, as someone who's multi-passionate, who has a lot of ideas that come to them every single day, it feels like I don't have enough time to follow through on the things I want to try. It feels like I have to be focused on one thing and focusing on one thing allows me to neglect all other things and drop all things. And I've just decided to give myself permission to try. My word for 2020 was play. And so play meaning allowing my space, allowing my son allowing myself time and space to play around to have fun to just do things because I want to do them because I want to try to do them to like to make a mess you know like you think of kids in the craft room with like all the glitter and the paints and you know the the pipe cleaners and like the rice and it's just a mess it's a mess right but it's so much fun to make it's so much fun to get your hands messy to finger paint all this like it's just it's just so much fun And I feel like as we mature into adults, we stop ourselves from allowing ourselves to have fun. And that is a tragedy. That is a tragedy because I feel like ultimately we're all still kids inside. You know, we just mature, we make better decisions, right? But we all have something inside of ourselves that wants to come out, that wants to play. And for so many years, I was stopping myself from from playing because I felt like I had to make money. I felt like everything I had to do had to be monetized. I felt like I had to like, build a huge following behind the stuff that I want to do and I've come to find that that's not true and that stuff shouldn't stop me from playing and so I've been trying to figure out okay how can I play more in my life how can I play more because when I play I feel better I feel more creative I feel more free I feel healthier I feel I feel mentally healthier you know when I'm playing I feel less stressed I feel like my gifts are not a burden anymore It's sad when the gifts that you've been giving to play and to give to other people become burdens to you, you know, where you're like, oh, well, I can't do this if it's not going to make me any money. Says who? Some things you just would do for fun. Or I can't do this if I'm not good at it. Why not? You have a curiosity. Everybody is horrible at something before they become good at it. But if you don't even allow yourself to play, then what good is having this dream, this, this cancerous dream that eats away at you? I'm actually in the process of writing a book called how to be creative that's the title right now we'll see i might figure out a different title but it's really exploring these ideas and these mantras that i've been trying to tell myself for years but also telling them to other people and one of the idea one of the ideas is that your dreams never die people think that dreams die and they don't they just become cancerous 
meaning that that they that they that something good like when someone has cancer their cells are just like mutated into something that's you know unhealthily growing right or like that eats up at something else i'm not a medical expert so i'm just paraphrasing here what i've read um however you know when your dreams don't come to fruition or you don't give them air to breathe they're just being covered up like your dreams are just being covered up with things that you think you have to put on to be accepted in the world. And I get it because the world can be cruel and hard, especially for dreamers, right? And for artists and for creatives and for entrepreneurs, people that want to veer off the beaten path, often beat back onto the path, right? Because the world is hard and it's, and it's, and it's cruel. But at the same time, those dreams that you cover up, they don't have any room to breathe and they become cancerous. They become open sores, open wounds. You know, someone stabbed you and told you your writing was trash. And so you never wrote again. So you covered it up, but it never healed properly. And so now it's infected, right? So now it's infecting everything else that you're doing. So not only are you down on yourself and beating yourself up, you're also beating up other artists and other people who dare try to dream. You're tearing their dream down too, because you're like, well, it didn't work out for me. So it's not going to work out for you. And you might have like good intentions because you don't want that person to be hurt like you were. But at the same time, if you allowed that wound to heal, if you clean that wound out, if you gave it air and tried again, you would, you would probably be more strong. You know, they say when you break a bone, your bone never really, um, heals, uh, completely. And so even this idea of like exercising, right? When you're exercising, you're actually putting micro tears in your muscle and that's how you gain muscle, Right. So it takes a little bit of breaking, a little bit of tearing to actually become stronger. And so in the same way, I feel like it works with our dreams. When we when we go for the things that we want to go for, when we try the things we actually want to do, we become stronger in our faith in ourselves and also the gifts that God gave us. And also, you know, the, the wisdom that we learn on the way to creating, to giving ourselves permission to create. And that in turn frees other people to do the same. When we're not afraid to fall on our faces and be like, well, I tried. It was great. I'm gonna try something else now. You know, that that flexibility, that strength to fall and to fail and to fail publicly and to fail proudly, that frees other people to be able to fail too because now the pressure is off to be perfect. We're never gonna be perfect. That's not what God put us here to be perfect. Like, that's boring. That sucks. Perfect sucks, you know? Um, even the people talking about artists, even the art critics who determine what is classic art and fine art have really no say, right? Because at some point, you know, surrealism wasn't even a thing. It became a thing because somebody made it a thing. You know, they said, oh, this is the standard for art. And if you don't meet the standard, you're actually a horrible artist. So even this idea of what is great art is, is a ruse. It's a facade. It's not real. Great art is art. Great art is what you create authentically and honestly and horribly. That is great art. And so I had to get to a place where I gave myself permission to do the things I want to do. I spoke about this before. I'm multi-passionate, meaning that I have multiple passions. And I believe we all are, to be honest. But we only tell ourselves that we can only follow one thing. And it's it's fed to us from childhood. When we're children, the, the you know, in elementary school, you're just kind of given room to play and you can do whatever you want. When you get to like high school though, it's like, okay, now you got to apply for college. You got to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life at like 14, because what you got to, so that you take the right classes, the right electives so that you'll look good to the school, right? Then you go to school. You can only major in one thing or maybe two tops. People sometimes go three, but it's usually in the same line of the same thing. 
So it's not that we're taught in school to like explore these different, even though we have to take electives, which I think is like a way to get more money, but that's a whole other conversation. We're really taught like, okay, this, this, that's all fine and good, but like, this is what you're supposed to focus on and only this. So like your senior year, you don't have any electives. You're just kind of out here, just focusing on one class. This is something that's taught to us throughout our entire lives, our entire like the, the grooming ages. And so when we become an adult, of course we start to think, well, I can only choose one thing. I can only be one thing. I can only do one thing. And so for me, I struggle with that so much because I feel passionately about music as I do about photography, as I do about writing, as I do about journalism, as I do about like taking people's stories and sharing them, as I do about podcasting. I have so many different things that I'm interested in, even things I'm not even good at that I just want to try. I love painting, but I'm horrible at it. But I love it. It's therapeutic. And so do I not give it time because it doesn't make me money? Because it doesn't make me uh, a, a, a living? Because it doesn't, you know, add to society, so to speak? No, some things are okay to just have to yourself. So I've come up with a plan, okay? I'm planning on doing a 52-week creative challenge. And so what I'm going to do is list 52 things that I've always wanted to do, I've always wanted to try, um, even if it's just for fun. Like, it could be something like, I can try going vegan for a week or something, you know? Um, And literally really trying out that lifestyle. Or I can try, you know, learning how to draw. Like, you know, literally, like, learning how to dry dry learning how to draw every day for a week or maybe I can have like a project for that week that I want to complete like this this book I'm writing I want to finish this by the end of the week the first chapter not the whole book but the first chapter or section I want to have complete by the end of the week so that I can actually share it with you guys what I've been writing what I've been sharing what I've been creating and so this also gives me room to explore those multi-passions right those 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 passions that don't really intersect And also try to figure out a way to maybe make them intersect, you know? Um, I have a podcast called Black Girls Make Music, where I interview Black women in the music industry who are independent artists, and I also share their music, you know? So, but also giving them encouragement just in general, you know, as a person, but also as an artist, because that stuff is important. And so I'm saying all this to say that I feel like we need to give ourselves more permission to play. I realized that I was not happy with the first half of this year because I was forcing myself almost to to avoid play, to really focus on making money, to focus on growing an audience, to focus on like the, the logistics and the analytics of it all and really missing the fun that comes in just playing with your art. And so you can do this in multiple ways. Like you can, if you can have a business where you make money, but you also have stuff on the side where you make time for your play, or you can just get a full-time job, you know, you know, right now it's a little more difficult, but like some people get a full-time job so they don't put that pressure on their art to have to make it make them money when they can just explore it and when it's in its infancy stages and when they're just trying to like get around to figure out what they actually like you know it's hard to start a business when you don't know what you want to do so that's what I want to do um and this is just like something I'm creating in my mind I have something shorter that I want to share um before all of that too but I'll get to that at a different time But yeah, I I just hope that this was encouraging and helpful. Um, Play. Give yourself more room to play. Um, Tinker on the piano. You don't have to be good at it. If it feels good, try it. If, if If your gut is pulling you towards trying something new, what's the harm? What's the harm in buying paint and canvas and just having fun? What's the harm in that? It adds joy to your life. It doesn't take anything away. It might cost like a few bucks, but if you have it, why not try it? Maybe you've wanted to try camping. 
if you own a home, go in your backyard and try camping for a week. You know what I'm saying? Or go to the woods for whoever parks are open. You don't have to be... We've been we've been tricked into believing that we have to be experts at something to try something or or we have to do it professionally to try something. And we've lost leisure, we've lost hobbies, we've lost just having genuine interests and creative endeavors. Like everything has to be productive. And this idea that productivity cannot be leisure is a lie. It's a lie. You're not a robot. You're a human being with feelings and emotions and curiosities and wants. And I feel like you should explore those things, especially if they're healthy. What's the harm? What is the harm of you going to karaoke? What's the harm of you trying kickboxing? What's the harm in you trying to read a different book that you don't usually read? What's the harm in you trying to write poetry? What is the harm? And you don't have to share it with other people. It could just be for yourself. But I'm trying to tell you, you sharing your beginning stages with other people, it frees other people to try. It frees other people from this bondage of belief that you have to be an expert at something to try something, that you're not worthy, that you're not, that, that you have to earn your leisure. And that's a whole other conversation because God gave, put us here to enjoy his gift of life. And we're not doing anyone any favors by not enjoying that gift of life. There's so many things we can try. Fishing, again, volleyball. When I get back, when, when everything opens up again, we'll see how it works. I'm going to join sports teams. Because I stopped, I was like, mom, you know, I'm not, like, I like playing tennis and I like playing volleyball, but like, I'm not like good, good at it, you know? And it's like, okay, well, who said you have to be good, good at it? If it brings my heart joy and it's healthy and it's exercise and it's exercise I actually enjoy, what's the harm? In the same way, what are you not giving yourself permission to do, to play? If you're multi-passionate, why are you not giving yourself permission to be multi-passionate and explore those passions and do those things? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be absolutely flawless it just has to be for yourself first you know and then maybe you can say like oh I tried it I actually don't like it and throw it away and it's fine and you would have no regret because you've tried it because you tried it you know so I'm hoping that this was encouraging I'll share more information as I further develop this idea of like the 52 week creative challenge and also like I have um another project I'm putting it's called like just create challenge and basically I think it's five weeks long I have to check and I'll share it soon but um the idea is that just pick one thing and just give yourself permission to do it just create just do it just just make it it doesn't have to be good it just has to be it just has to be and you're worthy of it just being your voice matters what you do matters what you create matters um and that's 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 my song that's that's been that's been on my heart all year like I can feel when I'm out of alignment with that when I'm trying to strive and achieve and trying to make things perfectly it sucks everything sucks even making music sucks when I want it to be perfect but I could just let it be let it be what it is and let it flow freely and I feel amazing I feel like I'm on cloud nine I feel like I'm actually enjoying a gift that's been given to me so I encourage you to do the same and um yeah thanks for listening uh if this was helpful let me know and like subscribe all that good stuff comment share and i'll talk to y'all soon okay